everyone. Welcome to the Categorically Romance Podcast. My name is Bree. And I'm Aaron. And happy Wednesday. How has your... Okay, when we're recording this, it's still February. And mm-hmm. when this comes out, will it be the 2nd of March? It'll be March already. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how January and February started? Like, how are you feeling about 2022? 2022, I've been... It's been okay. So I've, I've, I don't want to jinx it, though. I'm just yeah. kind of slowly crept in with little expectation and have been hoping for the best. That is, I feel like how I am. I'm like, just ease into it because 2020 sucked. Uh 2021 was this fog of an Mm in-between. And I think it's just safe to say, like you said, just kind of go into 2022 with no expectations. (laughs) Yeah. We wanted to talk what we've been reading. I I wrote down five things. Do you want to go first? Like, tell me one of the books you've read recently. Okay, so uh, probably the best book I've read recently was Real by Kennedy Ryan. Oh my gosh. Hollywood, uh, you know, backdrop or setting to this this romance, and there's uh, there's just there's so much drama in it. Not like manufactured drama. Like there is some serious stuff that goes down in this book, and it's it was it was such a such an experience to to read that one. Was that your first Kennedy Ryan? It was, yeah. Okay, yes, I haven't read a ton by her. I read the first two, I think, or three. In the Grip series. That's where I started. And then I read Long Shot, mm-hmm. which I knew going in. I was like, you're going to have to listen to this on audio on a day when you have nothing else to do so you can just read it. Because I knew it, with the subject matter, if I put that book down, I probably wouldn't put it, pick it back up because it dealt like domestic violence. Oh, my goodness. And I did just that. I cleaned uh-huh. the house. I mopped. <laughs> I swept. <laughs> I folded clothes. I was like, I'm going to listen to this book. She's so good. I need to mm-hmm. read real though. I haven't read that one. Yeah. And I guess it's a first in a series. So it's uh, it's going to have more follow-ups. And and if uh, serious drama is is her specialty, boy, I guess she can, she can deliver it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how are you deciding? Cause like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know as your friend and as like a viewer, like mm-hmm. you're, you also read for fun, but like, how are you, how do you decide what goes on? Like, cause you're also doing your, my romance journey now. Yes. How are you deciding mm-hmm. what books go on there and like what you're just reading to kind of separate the two? So I, I don't know, I guess I, I'm a very mood reader when it comes to just what, I'm reading and not vlogging about. Okay. So I, I try and pick, you know, I want to feature books on my vlog projects that, you know, that are good and, you know, put authors' names out there as much as I can. But I don't want to say like I save the good ones for just, you know, reading on my own. But I kind of, it's a different experience, definitely reading for just my own pleasure and then reading to create content, which I yeah. do enjoy the books, but it's it's almost work too at the same time. You know, there's there's a lot more brain power that goes into it, figuring out what to say, things like that. So I guess I I, I don't know really how, how I decide, but mood reader, definitely. So I'm currently reading for for fun, Snowbound with His Forbidden Princess by Pippa Roscoe. Yes! Okay, how far into it are you? <laughs> I, I'm i on chapter three, I think. Okay. 
chapter okay. three or four. So yeah, I'm, I'm only about a quarter of the way through it, but it's I I love the setup to it and everything, and just the the presents drama that Pippa does so good, <laughs> so well, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> that was one of the ones that I wrote down, and I loved it. I think you're gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> Pippa just she's one of those authors when you're reading her book you feel like this is somebody that truly loves this line yeah oh, and yeah. I just feel like with each book of hers that I read I'm I just feel that way like she loves that juicy fairy tale dramaticness that is like presents uh-huh oh yeah and it's like you know sometimes you you kind of step back and be like um would that really happen but yeah. you know you're like but then you're like well this is this is a presents novel so you know what i don't care yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i want it to happen because yeah. it's a presents. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. i'm here for the drama Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I can't remember what chapter it's in, but when you are reading that book and you find out she says something so minute and I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. serious. Have yeah. you got to that part yet? Uh, when he explains why he hasn't yes. yet. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. That was. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like, what did you expect? <laughs> yes. And she's like, well, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> right. It was like. Mouth agape. Uh. It's been <laughs> eight years. <laughs> eight years. Listeners, you have to go read the book, okay? Watch what you say. <laughs> you yeah. may tell someone I never want to see you again and... Mm-hmm. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read kind of a throwback Harlequin romance. So mm-hmm. one of the ones with the white covers. Oh, yeah. It's called The Princess Test by Shirley Jump. And I read this one not too long after reading one of the more, you know, recently released ones. Yeah. And I was telling Sarah, I was like, the tone feels so different. Like the white cover romances, mm-hmm. they just, it felt very light and fun and low drama Uh and even that still like really impacted me because i'm like there's a seat at the table for light fun low drama i mean and i read i read this book over a month ago and i still think about it but i think just i think it's important for me and i know i I need to do better on this is like to read some of the older books from the lines that you know that you love to kind of see where the line is today i mean I don't think that this book would come out today. Romance yeah. now feels very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, like I loved it. I loved kind of that just light funness to it. Yeah, I I absolutely love the a lighthearted romance. I mean, I I said before that like sometimes I'm I'm in an erotica mood and I'll you know read some super dark BDSM thing, but like yeah. if they're laying next to each other and they hold hands, like that's the moment that kills me. You know. Yes. <laughs> I'm done. Like, this is the moment I was reading for. (laughs) So I'm definitely a sucker for just the sweet feelings. Like, that's definitely why I'm such an avid romance reader is to just, just, you know, be voyeuristic to these people falling in love. And, you know, that moment that they realize it and then they both realize it and see each other's eyes, you know, it just, oh, it, it makes me swoon. That's like the romance in the romance we can't Uh skimp on the romance okay you just made me think of something that i saw on twitter and you may have seen it too i feel like it was like a week or so ago there was a conversation being had about basically dismissing sweet romance which i'll be honest i feel like was a conversation that definitely needed to be had and i was i was happy to see it happening Uh i'm a person that loves both i love me some erotica 
love mm-hmm. me some erotica, but I really, I cut my teeth on sweet small town romance. So that will always have a special place in my heart too. But I feel like when you get into certain communities, like I, I know that I, this was one of the reasons why I was like, when I was doing booktube that I felt like I really didn't fit in because I love me some sweet romance, but the uh-huh. more popular videos and stuff like that yeah. was like the darker, the sexier stuff. And I'm like, I, I try to be a balance of both. So I just wanted to get your take on that, like kind of the dismissal of, especially because we're both, we're two people that appreciate both. Yes. So I, I think it might just, you know, just my anecdotal opinion here, <laughs> non-scientific. I think it's just a trend right now. Indie is killing it right now. I feel like at least with the online communities that I, you know, take part in or, you know, listen to or read, indie is what people are seeking out. Absolutely. Yeah, and I agree. it has the stories that people are just ravenous for right now. And I think I think traditional publishing is trying to get on, but you know, the bureaucracy and everything involved with that, you know, it's it's they can't they can't capture it in the same way that indie authors can. Like, you know, Ruby Dixon, for example, is probably the best example of it. Like, (laughs) you know, she can pump a book out and get it out. And it's, you know, it's got a thousand reads, you know, know, 20,000 reads just overnight. People were waiting like two weeks for it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that Katie Robert that comes out in like March, people have been waiting for since like September. (laughs) Uh So I think, I think it's just, you know, the the loudest voice in the room is the one you, you hear uh, the ease, the well, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think just indie is what's super popular right now. And it's what people are screaming about on the internet. You know, uh, it's hard to, uh, it's, it's hard to build excitement about a sweet romance, you know, um, uh, especially in like, just, you know, shouting into the firestorm that is Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and there's sweet romance written by indie authors as well. I mean, it exists there. I mean, I think sometimes we think indie romance and we think it's all sexy. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, there's plenty of indie romances, like authors that are writing sweet romance as well. But it just, I've ev- I've been in conversations with other online friends who I felt kind of judged by, like, oh, I can't believe you're reading this book with us. Why aren't you reading so-and-so? Oh, and it's like, I enjoy both. Why can't you enjoy both kind of thing? So I was just mm-hmm. happy to see that conversation being had. I mean, sweet romance, I'm sure come, it, it, it has its problems, right? You know, when you think of like the sweet small town stuff, does there tend to be a lot of diversity? Not all the time. Uh-huh. But, you know, there are more and more authors of color that are writing it. Yes. And, and, and that's a joy to see. But yeah, I, I I was just so happy. I was like, this is one of those times where I'm really happy that Twitter exists so that we can have conversations like this because I think it's okay to enjoy both if you enjoy both. If yes. you enjoy sexy, fine. I love it too. But like when I'm in a reading slump or I feel one coming on, I tend to go to a sweet romance. And even like rom-coms on KU. Yes. There's oh, yeah. tons of rom-coms on KU oh, with no sex in them mm-hmm. that are so good. So... Yeah, I just wanted to get your your take on that. So do you have another book you want to talk about? Yes, I do. So I'm also reading and it's my current uh, my romance journey book. And it's Dating Dr. Dill by Nisha Sharma. It is hilarious. I've been seeing your tweets. (laughs) I have laughed out loud so many times. Like I'm not even joking. I was laughing, you know, and my children are like, what's wrong with you? What's going on? You know, (laughs) 
oh, but the oh, these these setups for some of these chapters and these interactions are just priceless. <laughs> Great. Are you going to be, is that the one you're going to be talking with Kelly? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be on the Boobies and Newbies podcast. Uh, we're recording in March for that, but I think it's oh, going to come wait. out in April. Yeah. I read Bound by Her Rival's Baby by Maya Blake, a.k.a. Yeah. Zara Cox. She writes uh-huh. under both names. Gorgeous book, you guys. Another Presents. You know, we've we've chatted Presents a little bit already today, uh-huh. but I loved it. I loved the Ghana setting. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, more African settings, please. And it was Enemies to Lovers. And I'm like, when's the Ooh. last time I read an Enemies to Lovers? Yeah. <laughs> And they're both like hotel resort owners and the heroine, unfortunately, her family's hasn't been doing so well. And the heroes want, like they want to buy theirs. And Mm -hmm. they used to be close family friends. But then I believe her sister and his brother, something happened. They both passed away. There was two Mm -hmm. family members from each that passed away. And that kind of, you know, built a wall between the two. But okay. Typical presents, drama, lots of money, gorgeous location. I loved it. And I think it's book one in the series. So I can't wait to see what we get next from that. Yeah, that one's definitely on my TBR. What do you have next? All right. So another one I'm just reading for pleasure is Sweet Seduction by Leslie Kelly. This is a a temptation novel. Um, It's one of the the wrong bed series. (laughs) All the wrong beds. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) <laughs> I, I snatch those up anytime I see them. <laughs> like I might have this one, but I, I don't care. I'll deal with that when I get to the bookshelf. Okay. I have a not, I have some temptations. I bought a box from eBay. Is this uh-huh. your first temptation? I feel like you've read a temptation before. Yeah, this is my second. So this I, second. Uh, I second. So I read the, I think this is the 13th in the wrong bed series. And I read the 12th one, which was Julie Kistler wrote okay. just a little, just a little fling. So I think, I think it's just the comedy was a bit better in, in the last one. Uh, but I'll definitely finish this one by Leslie Kelly. Okay, so with this being your second, mm-hmm. and I haven't read Temptation yet, what are your vibes so far from that line? Like, what are you, how would you compare it to what we have now? What are your thoughts? So I think I think this lines up kind of with, if I had to describe it, I would say it's just a steamier, funnier special edition. Really? So, so it's not the the people, you know, like there's a hotel. Um, so the 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 family of the ma- uh, female main character owns a hotel, and you know the male main character is a, a businessman. But it's not like it's not trying to extravagant, uh, you know, give extravagant wealth or anything or appearance to them. So it's it's more normal people. You know, they have kind okay. of more high profile jobs, but it's focused mainly on the comedy involved. Really? And, okay. And having you know steamy moments. Okay. Okay. We're going to have to read a duets now and see, did duets have steam in it? I don't right? know. <laughs> I was trying to, re- I was trying to think with um, natural blonde instincts. Like there was a, there was a sex scene in there, I think. But, I think there was too. And maybe multiple ones, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I, obviously, as, as you can see, I don't, I don't read romance specifically for the sex scenes. Yeah. <laughs> depending on what, you know, depending on what, uh, what book I'm reading, you know, and what I'm reading for. Okay. I'm going to have to read a temptation now. I mean, I bought the box and they just, uh-huh. Uh-huh. sitting on the shelf i, I know I, <laughs> yeah i've got i've got a bunch of blaze still that i i haven't read one yet well next book that i have i wrote 
Around the World with the Millionaire by Nina Singh down. I loved this, you uh-huh. all. It's a um, Harlequin romance. It came out, I think, in January. I think it was a January release. And I love road trip romances. And the funny part about this one is the hero, when him and the heroine meet, he thinks that she stole something or basically like conned this old woman into giving this old woman gave her a piece of jewelry okay. and he knows it's worth millions of dollars. <laughs> this old woman at the time didn't know that. Uh-huh. And she's like, Oh, I gave it like the, the, the heroine does like tarot and stuff. It's set in new Orleans, like okay. a wonderful setting. And she's like, I don't know. I just gave it to the girl that she comes by here. You know, she comes out of her way to come see me and read my cards mm-hmm. to me. So I gave it to her as a piece of costume jewelry. And he's like, uh, no, it's worth millions of dollars. <laughs> so he goes to her and she's like, Oh, I gave it to my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they like go to Niagara, Niagara Falls. They end up in Paris, like trying to track down this necklace. And the whole time, like he thinks she's gypped him. And of course, she does have a little bit of a criminal background that okay. comes out later. It was uh-huh. so good. So yeah, Nina saying around the world with the millionaire. I really enjoyed that one. And that was my first by her. And I'm like, now I need to read like the other three books by her I have on my shelf. <laughs> Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> we, we were talking, uh, we we're talking off uh, recording about uh, the pressure you know, of all the reading to be done. Right? <laughs> all to get done. Well, I finished The Shoe Diaries recently by Darby Bam. And that was that was a great book, too. Um, Yay. Just really good. It's such a different feeling than you than I've ever had from from a special edition. It had you know, it was it was a single perspective story, um, first off, which which kind of threw me off for a bit. Like, yeah, it took me like halfway in. And I'm like, I don't think we're getting a, a male main character yeah, perspective here. Perspective. <laughs> OK, OK. But it it wouldn't have had the same punch if there was a second perspective. Yeah, it really needed to just be a one sided story for uh, because it was it was such a story about that character and it would have lessened, you know, all of what she learned and everything throughout it if there was a distraction of another character. Yeah. Listeners, if you are not following Darby Bayhan on Instagram, you should be. I mean, just see, like following along with her celebrating the release of the yeah. song, I feel like I'm there. She I always know. has these pretty dresses on and her hair and makeup's all done. Uh-huh. And I just love that she is celebrating and like we're going along on the ride for, with it, you know? It's, yeah. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's definitely fun. And like the the uh, reel she shared on Instagram of the, the book signing she did and like her hometown yeah. local bookstore. It's just like, I mean, isn't that everyone's dream, right? Yes. That aspires to be a writer, right? <laughs> and I love that like you shared those thoughts about the book because when we talked with her, I mean, she did so much like journalism type stuff and yeah. like some of her like blog posts got put in like the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like she wrote the book very true to the style of writing that she's used to. Yeah. And I love that special edition did that. Like they let that uh-huh. happen because usually we are getting the male and the female's perspective. Right. So yeah, I've been, I have been saving my physical copy for a day when I just need some cheering up because the cover alone makes me happy. The sound of the book, like it's one of those yeah. keeper books where I'm like, I'm saving this for, the oh, right yeah, time. Uh-huh. <laughs> so my last one is one that I've talked to you about. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I told you the title, but it was a small town Christmas challenge by Suzanne Dietz, which was a love inspired. I really want to read more love inspired. I feel like I haul them like crazy. 
I just tend to buy them, put them on the shelf and I'll kind of just pick and choose, you know, periodically or whatever. But you have your lines that you're like, this is the line that I feel like I read the most from. And I want to read more Love Inspire because I I feel like it's mostly small town. I love small town stuff. And I enjoyed this one. My most recent book that I finished was A Blues Singer to Redeem Him by L. Jackson, which is a prohibition era interracial romance. And that's the Harlequin historical line. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if you if you listened to Sarah and I's conversation over Boxer oh, about it. We had very differing opinions on it. Uh, She's but... in the hospital like, so I just watched your video. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, just me over here upsetting Sarah while she's in the hospital. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> we knew, though, like... I knew I messaged her early into the month and I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this book right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, I understand. So when you when she sent you that message, I was like, oh, it's coming. And listeners, we were this was our book club pick of the month. Sarah has, you know, unfortunately, she spent two weeks in the hospital. So at probably next month, when we all can come together, we'll share our thoughts then. I really enjoyed the setting. I thought the setting was it was just all encompassing. Like you felt like you were in a in, you know, a, a 20s movie. Like I, I don't know if anyone is alive still from the 1920s at this point, but or at this point that remembers, you know, the 1920s. But it it was just a really nice break from, you know, for a historical, you know, usually the perception when you hear historical romance, it's, you know, Victorian or Highlander romance, you know, you don't always think of just like, you know, young America romance. Mm -hmm. I want to see more. I do. I do want to see more. I do think that there are certain time periods in historical romance that just everybody loves. And that's what we see a lot of and Mm -hmm. i'm like hey people there's a lot more to history and people fall in love all throughout time so i want to see more of that you know so Uh i i I liked it too i liked i really loved the time period and the settings i mean Mm -hmm. i feel like there are just certain parts of america you know your your new york cities your la's Uh the the glamorous cities that right that get a lot of that get a lot more attention or it's small town america made up town in texas something Mm -hmm. in montana i was like kansas city Uh (laughs) like that's home for me yes (laughs) (laughs) so shout out to al jackson yeah yeah and yeah i and it was it the book had some scary moments in it like there were this is this wasn't a sweet romance there were a lot of elements of danger you know and I thought it was uh, I enjoyed it you know even for uh you know the you know a lot of the uncomfortable topics in it like the KKK yeah do you I mean are you an historical romance fan yeah I I go in I go in waves so I'm kind of partway reading it was for a who picked this book club um late night special one that we were doing and it's the duke i tempted uh by scarlet peckham oh okay okay it's fine it's it's a little steamier than uh than a lot of your historical romances that that you would think of but i'm not quite in the historical mood right now so i think that's that's yeah. why i've just haven't been gravitating towards them i even started um a rogue, a rogue by any other name by Sarah McLean. Okay, and and I I know I will love that book because I love a Hades and Persephone retelling or Beauty and the Beast, you know, whichever you know, um, whichever you want to uh, attribute it to. But yeah, I, I just stopped reading it one day and I haven't picked it up <laughs> since. So 
Uh, so I'm just, I guess I'm just not in the historical mood, but I definitely love a Victorian. I just love that, the the pageantry and everything. Oh, the ball well. gowns. <laughs> that, and, yeah. yeah, right. And it's like, <laughs> oh, look at that. Out for a fifth season. Goodness. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Every time I do read an historical, I'm like, I love this. But mm-hmm. I also, I think just because I was a history major, historical seems to be the subgenre that I have to really hype myself up to read. Uh-huh. Depending on like the, the summary, like Lottie James's Harlequin Historical, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this is a gothic romance. No problem. I'm reading it, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but, like if it's Regency stuff, I'm like, okay. You know, I have, I have to give myself like a pep talk. Like, you're probably going to love this. Pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what is your problem? You always end up loving the historical romance. <laughs> it just. Yeah. I, and, you know, I, I've kind of got that bias too. Like, I, I haven't read a Highlander romance, I think. And I don't know why. I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I can get into it or not. But, you know, just that hesitancy i'm sure i would enjoy it just fine you yeah. know, <laughs> if i actually just read one <laughs> are there periods of time that you're like i want to see a romance from here like i want an historical i'm, I'm so crazy saying historical but like uh-huh. i am so fascinated by the vietnam war era mm-hmm. i want a romance written during that time period like i mean there were female yeah. like nurses that served uh-huh. in the army oh, yeah. over in vietnam like i want a female nurse vietnam mm-hmm. war era story <laughs> yeah and that's you know and that opens up a lot of doors too because that was the first uh military engagement where the military was fully integrated yeah you know the um you know the soldiers of all colors fought side by side, you know, so that that opens up a lot of possibilities. You know, yes, for, uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying, if anybody's listening, <laughs> I want it. I'll read it. Yeah, <laughs> I will I, reorder it <laughs> right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about settings, you want? I want a heartwarming set in Central or South America. I think really? heartwarming would really do well in in that kind of environment. Like I want to see a small town in, you know, El Salvador. Like I wanna I want a small yeah. town romance there, you know. Okay, elaborate. <laughs> Why do you think it'll do well? Tell because me. Because just the the culture of, you know, the the countries from the, you know, the lower Americas is so tight knit already. And and that's really what heartwarming's about is just the connection of tight community and so the culture itself i feel like would just lend itself so well to the line yeah yeah Yeah. my i want to say work in progress but like the work that i tend to work on sometimes yeah i mean i really feel like it is a heartwarming it's not montana it's not texas yeah it is missouri but I mean, my hometown was big in the railroad days. It was big Uh the days of like, you know, cattle coming from Texas to the north. So I'm like, technically, I feel like historically, Uh it could be like a Western and fit in with heartwarming. So, you know, we're going to go with it. And I feel like I don't see a lot of Missouri love. (laughs) So, no, but you know, most most of the towns in Missouri are small towns. Yes. Like you, you've got St. Louis, Kansas City, Columbia, and Springfield, and, and you that know, is that, it. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's it, that'd be generous to call Columbia and Springfield big cities. You're yeah. so right. <laughs> 
but yeah, when I when I lived there briefly, we lived in a small town that, you know, was big at one time because there was a brick factory there. And, you know, once that shut down, you know, there was just nothing but the people left in the town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then like I read Pippa's book and Maya's book and I'm like, I want to write a presents. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've got I've got the premise up here, but I'm like, I don't know if I can write a presents though. I, know. I, I don't know if I can I don't know if I can be that like um grandiose, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like I, I re-listened to our, our episode with Amanda Cinelli and she's like, Yeah, with presents because I had asked her, I'm like, here I am. I really want to try my hand at writing small town just because that's where I started with. I started with small town. And I asked her, like, when you're writing presents, do you feel like the world's at your feet like the the possibilities are endless not saying that they aren't with small town but in my head I'm imagining where I came from and what I can do with that and it's like uh-huh. you're only gonna really be able to do so much and she's like yeah like you can make up kingdoms and companies and I'm like well I'm not really a business person yeah how am I gonna like because you know in presents money's no issue Right. And I'm like, look, I go into the grocery store on a budget. How am I going to write a story where money isn't an issue? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, we need new dresses overnight. Okay. Yeah. No, we'll we'll call in the world's greatest seamstress and you know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so I'm like, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna do this? I was um I can't remember where it was with Twitter or Instagram, but it was some um, presents authors going back and forth and they were joking about how they were worried about something being too much for presents <laughs> and then they're like oh wait no 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 this is presents so I don't yeah. need to worry about that <laughs> <laughs> okay if you had to do a fairy tale retelling or like mythology retelling what in presents what would you do oh um you know I was always a sucker for uh, the Odyssey. Okay. Like, I something about just you know the the love so strong between um, Odysseus and I can't even remember her name right. <laughs> Odysseus and his wife uh, Penelope. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the love between Odysseus and Penelope was so strong that you know years apart and he's you know fighting monsters and gods and you know horrible storms like doing all this stuff to get back to her and you know she's on on you know back in Greece is telling all these suitors that are fighting over and trying to win her approval and she's like no I'm married like I know my husband's coming back yeah and it's just that oh that that deep love oh my gosh so what would our trope be would it be like second chance like they know they were like they were (laughs) star-crossed like I can't Uh give myself 100% to you because one day I'm going to end up with my person. Like, what was the trophy, Aaron? I I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But, you know, I can kind of see some parallels in Taylor, Tara Taylor Quinn's having the soldier's baby of, you know, okay. she, she thought he was dead, you know, or didn't know he was missing an action for so long. But, and that was more of the story after of, you know, Oh, he's back. And, you know, um, he doesn't feel worthy. And you know, so yeah. it's not, not quite the same, but yeah, I don't know what the trope would be. We're going to star cross lovers. Is that a trope? I <laughs> star cross lovers, make it presents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I don't know. I I think my favorite is just from an historical standpoint, I love like researching Little Red Riding Hood. Uh-huh. And the more that I like learn about just different cultures and their 
story of it. I mean, if you go to the Middle East, they have their own version of Little Red Riding Hood, but it's a it's a boy because mm-hmm. girls wouldn't go out on their right. own. And I just think that is it. And I know we already have those in presents, but I'm like, I got to make her a brown girl, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Just, so I think that would be mine, but I don't nice. know. Oh, that, so would, we'll see. that would be good. <laughs> right. what, what kind of setting would you put it in? Do you, do you create your own country? I'd have to create my own country. And I've probably never even, I mean, somewhere off the coast of South Africa or something, like uh-huh. somewhere gorgeous. Thank you, Pippa Roscoe and Maya Blake, because I've been on a presents kick lately. Like, just like, what would I do if I wrote a presents? It, you get in this fairy tale fog after reading mm-hmm. a really good presents, I feel yeah. like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk book influencer stuff that we've been talking about offline. Okay, yeah, you bet. <laughs> Which I told you, I I don't really appreciate. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I have feelings when, when about does one call themselves being a book an influencer. influencer. Right. Yeah. yeah, when I think of influencer, I I think of people like trying to get free ice cream cones from little stands of like, yeah, but I'll Instagram my picture of myself with your ice cream cone, you yes. know, <laughs> and I'll tag you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like it either I don't know I guess I just have this for me I feel like regardless if it's YouTube or Instagram we feel like it's so big but in the grand scheme of things it's like so small like Uh the entity itself probably doesn't even recognize it right and so it's hard for me to be like oh influencer but I also am like well people sometimes do pick up the books that I talk about so you kind of have influenced them in a Uh way But we've been talking offline just a little bit about like the pressure that one feels. Yeah. Every time I, when I first started YouTube or when I found YouTube back in like 2015, Mm -hmm. the the symbol of I've made it was if you got a free book in the mail. Right. You're watching all of these people that came before you and they're like Mm -hmm. doing an unboxing and they have 50 books and 40 of them were free. Yeah. And you're like, I want to know what that life is like. Uh-huh. And, you know, I used to tell people like the first couple of free books that I got, I mean, I barely had any subscribers on YouTube, but I just reached out to the publisher. It was, I was really into button poetry at the time uh-huh. and I would reach out to them. And I, said, I got a YouTube channel. I'm really interested in this collection. Would you send it to me? And they did. So yeah. like, you know, I tell people, don't worry about your, your numbers, how many uh-huh. people are like, just people can tell when you're genuine, I think. Um, yeah, absolutely. But the further along that you get into it, it can become really overwhelming because stuff shows up and there's this expectation. And I, I don't feel this with category authors because they're like, I know you have books to read. So just mm-hmm. get to this when you can. Oh, yeah. yeah but when books show up like that, I wasn't expecting, you know. I'm uh-huh. like, okay, there's an expectation that I'm going to do something with this. And nine mm-hmm. times out of 10, it's just, they want you to post it on Instagram. But I feel like the longer that you're on something, your relationship starts to change. Like my friend is always, she tells me all the time, you run your stuff, you don't let it run you. And I feel like for the longest, I fell into that yeah. rut of like letting it run me. Like I have oh, to yeah. post every day. Uh-huh. No, you don't. You know, like I want to spend time reading. Yes. So. I don't know. What what have been your thoughts? What have you been going through? Well, so I, yeah, I agree with, you know, this, the same circumstance, like my YouTube channel is, you know, barely above 300 subscribers. And I always had this impression that you, you know, a publisher or an author or whoever it is, you know, that's, that's giving out, you know, free books to, to, for exposure 
wouldn't even look at a channel that small. You know, it was like you had to have at least a thousand subscribers before you could even have the audacity to reach out to a, a publisher for a free book or an arc or something like that. Uh, so yeah, I was actually, I had been doing booktube for I think close to four or five years before I started my category journey and it was really that that really got you know attention um whatever small amount of it um which I I greatly appreciate the category um category authors they've they've just showered so much love on me and it's just so flattering and I it's yeah it's incredible and then they're incredible and they write such great books it's like you come to a point where you're like how am I going to juggle all this now <laughs> yeah so so it's you know it it has kind of gotten to this point where I I almost let it you know control me like you were saying like I let it run me of like oh well, I've got to do this one I've got to do this and you know oh I can you know, just do this, that, and the other thing and, and needing to um, chase what you think is what you want your audience to see. Yeah. And I think there's a point if you stick with booktube being a booktuber long enough, I think there's a point that everyone gets to where they stop, you know, chasing the upvotes and the sub subscriber count and the likes and comments and things like that. You know, you would, I, I would, I would find myself trying to read some of these YA titles that were really hyped and everything and being exhausted like this isn't you know and, and like oh this isn't for me but you know people would really love to to see a reaction of, of this or that and when you give that up and you're like I'm just gonna read what I want to read and yeah. I'm gonna talk about what I want to talk about it's it's a freeing experience definitely yeah I think this is so I'm so happy we're having this conversation because I mean 20 years from now is like influencer culture gonna be a thing is it gonna be worse? I know I don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I think that you do you do what you have to do in the beginning because you don't uh -huh. really know any better. You're doing exactly. what you're 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 doing the thing to get your name out there. But like you said, ev eventually that can become really exhausting. And you're like, I don't even know if I'm really even reading books that I want to be reading. Mm -hmm. But then you know, like, are the books that I'm reading when you're somebody that's putting yourself out there? I mean, on YouTube, it's you. People are physically looking. They're looking at you. Yeah. Do they care about the books that I'm reading? I don't know. But then if you can get to that point where you're like, I'm just going to fucking do what I want to do. Uh -huh. It's like a like a breath of fresh air. Like if you're here for me, you're here for me, you know? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's important. I'm glad that you said that and you, you shared that because yeah, it's a know, real thing. Uh, I actually, there was an a event that happened recently that I actually lost a good amount of subscribers, but it was when I posted my first vlog about a male-male romance, and it was an interracial romance and written by a, a, a black man. And, you know, it's like, I'm just like, well, this channel wasn't for you anyway. Right. Like, <laughs> so my, you know, my channel is a place of inclusivity and, you know, that's, yeah. Yeah. I didn't need those subscribers anyway. And there would have been a point in my booktube career or, you know, or just experience where that would have upset me. But it, yeah, but it does not upset me at all. So what is your next category journey? My next category journey, I think, is going to be um, the as a desire. So as I actually am going off your recommendation. It's going to be a three-parter. So I've oh gosh. never done anything <laughs> like this before. I won't I won't give it away completely, but it's um it's gonna be Joss Wood is the author of uh of the first book. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Never done anything like this before. Sounds uh -huh. so dramatic. I can't wait. <laughs> I gotta I build it up. I can't wait for the reactions. <laughs> 
it's going to be a good time <laughs> for March, our mm-hmm. book club. Okay. We got to talk about this. So oh yeah, every month, everybody knows, well, if you're new here, we are doing our own version of a book club, but we're going to switch things up. So in J- January, we read Natural Blonde Instincts by Jill Shalvis. February, we read A Blue Singer to Redeem Him by L. Jackson. In March, because it is Sarah's birthday month, she wanted to pick. So she picked Heather Graham. However, there is no specific book. You just have to read a category romance by Heather Graham. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the month, because we're, we're wanting to get more into recommendations here. So at the end of the month, Aaron, Sarah, and I will come together and we will all three. And if we have a, another guest, it will all come together. And we're going to talk about yeah. the books that we read. And hopefully you get a recommendation out of it. And email us if you read a Heather Graham category so we can share your recommendation on the podcast as well. And we already came up for Aprils. Do you want to talk Aprils? <laughs> yeah, so let's see. what. Oh, we're doing Matchmaker. Yes. Yeah, Matchmaker April, which is works well for me because that's, so that's my birthday month, but. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, you should have picked. You could have picked. <laughs> it's, no, it's all right. I, I would have picked something similar because uh, my spouse and I kind of had a uh, matchmaker sort of, sort of oh, meet cute. Okay. So I love it's that. Perfect. Yeah. I think that's why I like workplace because my spouse and I were a workplace romance. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I just, I love workplace romance, especially in an office because you've got the like side drama of like the gossip and everything. (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, we're not telling you what to read. All all we're saying is it has to be category. So find you a matchmaker romance. I mean, it could have matchmaker in the title. It could have a matchmaking granny. We love those. Whatever. Matchmaker April. I'm so excited. I am too. I'm, yeah, very pumped. Well, before we get off here, tell everybody where they can find you online. So I can be found at Aaron's Reading Room on YouTube. My Twitter handle is A underscore T-A-Y-1-2-2-0. And I am The Book Brood Adventures on Instagram. Yay. And I just want to say thank you to everyone for their well wishes. Sarah is home from the hospital. She is okay. spending time with her family. I'm ex- I'm happy that she's out. I'm happy because I'm like two weeks in the hospital has mentally got to be a piece of work. So we are glad that she is out. Um, And yeah, thank you for hanging out, Aaron. I mean, of course, we're about to jump right back on and do an interview. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening, guys. Aaron's information will be down in the show notes. Our email is down there as well. So if you have something good that you've read recently, send us an email so that, you know, we can, we can pick it up and yeah, we will talk to you in our next episode. Thank you for listening. Have a good day, everybody. 